What's up? I'm B, and whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast, I hope you're having an amazing day. Today, we are going to enter into a challenge of mental fortitude because I get very bad secondhand embarrassment. My cringe response is visceral, and Paul and Morgan have decided to put out a video where they interview strangers on the street at the mall. I think they're at the mall based on what I've seen from this video so far, but I haven't watched it yet. And they're going to be asking strangers their thoughts on sex before marriage. So while that topic is something that we have discussed essentially ad nauseum on my channel, I've talked about this so many times, my thoughts on sex before marriage and what the intent is behind the the sentiment of waiting for sex until marriage and um, how that could be discussed in a much more constructive and healthy way than I feel that it often is in religious settings. I don't necessarily want to focus on that concept for this video, but I do want to see what happens when Paul and Morgan go out, like go out into the world and how they interact with people because I'm sure they're going to you know, encounter people who have a different viewpoint than them. And so I want to see how they respond because I think sometimes when you're making a video and it's just you or, you know, just Paul and Morgan in their home talking to a camera, you can feel a very strong way about something or you can get like, I don't necessarily know the term, but you just say what pops up without thinking about how it might impact somebody who has a different opinion than you. And then when you're forced to look at them face to face, your response might be a little bit softer. It might be a little bit like, oh, hey, if I say this, you know, if, if this is just the first thing that comes to mind and it comes out of my mouth, that might offend them. That might hurt their feelings. I think when you're making a video, you don't necessarily think about the impact that it might have on somebody else in real life. And so... I think it'll be interesting to see um, how Paul and Morgan respond to people who have different viewpoints than them because we know that in their videos, they tend to come on very strong and in some cases, they will say like, well, this is what it is. This is the truth. This is the fact. No room for debate. And so I'm wondering if they'll have a different approach when they are talking to people in real life. Before we get started with Paul and Morgan's video though, I want to hear your win for the week and that is just where you share something positive that happened to you within the past week. It doesn't have to be this massive life-changing thing. It could just be something small that made you happy, something that made you grateful, something that you did that was fun, whatever it may be, something that you would consider a win. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave it in the comment section down below. And if you are listening to the podcast on Spotify, there is a Q&A section for this specific episode. You can reply to that and share your win with me. And I cannot wait to celebrate with you. My win for the week is that my husband and I bought a bird feeder and some bird seed, like bird food, and hung it up in the backyard. And the birds are flocking to it. They're loving it. And it's just been really entertaining to watch them. I've talked about this a few times before. I am trying to become more outdoorsy, like in my daily life. I'm trying to spend time outside and get some sunshine and be in nature. I work an office job. YouTube is my hobby. I spend a lot of time inside, and so I'm trying to get into things that, um, you know, make me want to go outside more and enjoy the sunshine and fresh air. 
So we got this bird feeder. And for some reason, it's just been so interesting to watch how the birds interact on it. I've seen some bird fights. I've noticed that the birds will like pick the seeds out of the like or they'll pick the nuts out of the bird feed and then the seeds get all over the patio and the grass. And so they've gone through so much food over the past week but it's funny because when they eat all of the food in the feeder then they'll go onto the patio and they'll go into the grass and pick those seeds out so it's just been fun and interesting to watch the birds and and just sit and enjoy seeing how they interact and noticing the habits and the things that they do and the different kinds of birds that come it's just been really fun so that is my win for the week and I cannot wait to hear yours I do have a truly for this because like I said, watching people like stop other people out in public to be like, hey, let me talk to you about this thing. And full well knowing, Colin Morgan's question is going to be, what do you think about sex before marriage? Like putting people on the spot like that, I can only anticipate is going to be incredibly awkward. I do not like YouTube videos like this or TikToks like this where people are just grabbing strangers and putting them on the spot in this way so it's ooh, it's gonna be a tough one so yeah grab yourself a snack maybe a drink maybe a little bevy if uh, it's an appropriate time of day for you to drink and you want to share a seltzer with me just get whatever you need to get through this video we can do it as long as it's consensual and like everybody is on terms with it, then yes, it's fine. I got married to this guy and he was 26 and still hadn't even kissed a girl, so I <laughs> wanted to just throw that out there. So even Jesus' words on the topic, you feel like Jesus is kind of off on that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, what's up guys? How you doing? I'm Paul. I'm Morgan. And today we're at the mall asking strangers, do you think it's okay to have sex before marriage? If you guys want to see more Paul and Morgan take to the streets, subscribe. And shout out to our patrons. Thank you guys for supporting what we do on this channel. You guys are a huge part of this adventure. Let's do it. I'm scared. Do you consider yourself a... Okay, my brain is struggling to process this information because in one of those clips, Morgan said that she married Paul when he was 26 and he hadn't had his first kiss yet. And so I was thinking about... Yeah, they got married when he was 26, but I know that they got married in like 2015, 2016. And the reason that, that is in my brain is because Morgan and I are about the same age. And in my head, I thought Paul and I were about the same age too. And we got married around the same time. So I'm like, you know, that's just an association that sticks in my brain. But I looked it up. Morgan and I are both 28. But Paul is five years older. He got or he was born in 1989. And so he was 26 when they got married. And I looked up Morgan's birthday just to make sure I'm like, are we the same age? Her birthday is in December of 1994. So they would have gotten married when she was 21 and he was 26. Typically, that's not a, a super notable age gap, but it does give us some additional uh, context to think about in their relationship dynamics because of the way that they were both raised and because in general it seems like Morgan was raised to defer to her husband and she does say that she lets Paul be the leader of their household. She lets him make any sort of big decisions and so I think a lot of times people will be like why is Morgan going along with this? Morgan seems uncomfortable xyz with a lot of the things that they do on social media and 
yes, like that's a fact on its own. And we can say like, well, she's just letting Paul take the lead because that's culturally what she is expected to do. But I also think if you have someone who's raised in a sort of sheltered environment like Morgan was, and you get married at 21 to someone who is 25, 26 years old, then you feel like they know more than you. You I remember being 21. Anybody who was that age in my head, I felt like, oh, they're like a real adult. They have knowledge that I don't. They know more than me. So I'm going to trust whatever they're saying. And so that is an interesting thing to keep in mind. Also, before they went to film this video, Morgan was posting on Instagram about how uncomfortable she was with this concept and how nervous she was about going out and interviewing strangers because it's just not her personality. She doesn't really like to do that. So um, I think you can definitely see it in that clip when they are in the parking lot at the mall. She does look a little bit apprehensive. So I wonder if that'll have any impact on how they do with this video. Christian. Yeah. Yes. How do you feel about sex before marriage? Obviously, it's like in the Bible, like premarital sex is a sin. But I guess in this day and age, it's kind of like depending on the person. So it, if you look into the Bible and like the way it goes, like we try to live by it, but now we, we're going to mess up every now and then. So like, I, I guess it's a personal thing, honestly, because obviously you don't want to do it. But if it happens, it's, I don't know. So frowned upon, but if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Grace for ourselves, kind of. Yeah. It's because like, it's going to be frowned upon by like your elders and stuff. But then like this generation is a lot different, like differently minded, minded than they used to be. I mean, personally, I'm still waiting for marriage, so the way I view it, it's just basically what he said. It's just frowned upon, mostly. Do you think, do you guys think that it's unjustly frowned upon, or do you think it's kind of frowned upon for good reason, particularly those that call themselves Christians? I think it's frowned upon for good reasons, because yeah. it creates a soul tie, honestly. Like you're, soul tie? You're not supposed to give that up besides the one person that the Lord wants you to be with, so you're getting connected with, let's say, multiple people, like you're taking different parts of people. You're giving different parts like yourself to others. So in the end, you're going to have like a mental like state of like, it's not going to be the best. He's preaching. Ultimately, based off of what I just heard you say, you guys going to save sex for marriage here on out? I plan on it. Do it, baby. Do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I'm not going to make anything because I've already messed up before, so it's okay. Clean slate from here on out. Appreciate it, guys. My first oh my question gosh. is, do you... That's so awkward to ask people what they're doing or what they're planning to do. That's none of your business, literally. But I think it's interesting that one of the guys that they were interviewing said, it'll be frowned upon by older generations, but younger generations are a little bit different. However, so many different church scandals have come about because um, people in leadership in churches were not necessarily... Committed to their vows is what I will say. And it, it, that's like the conservative end of the spectrum. So we have like extramarital affairs between two consenting adults all the way to things like what Bruxy Cavey admitted to doing where he was counseling a much younger woman and they engaged in a sexual relationship that in my opinion could not have been consensual because he was counseling her and he was in a position of authority and she was looking to him for help and he essentially took advantage of that. 
Also, I've done a few videos on Bruxy KV. I was looking a few weeks ago for any updates and I didn't see anything just yet, but I am going to be keeping an eye on, um, you know, any, any new information that comes out just so we can keep up on the story. So like I said, we have the spectrum of consensual adults engaging in an extramarital affair to a pastor taking advantage of someone in a vulnerable position all the way to people like John B. Lowe out of Indiana who was preying on a minor child in a sexual way. So we have this group of people who are older or maybe part of a different generation who are loud about condemning sex before marriage all while brushing all of these other things under the rug and not addressing them. It's like a cognitive dissonance that seems to happen. And I don't mean to malign older members of the church because not everybody is like that, but it is a bit of a trend that I've noticed with particular churches or in particular instances. You consider yourself a Christian? Not personally. Not personally, no. I have a lot of Christian family members though, so I am pretty, yeah. I was yeah. raised Christian, yeah. so I do understand a lot of it. I have a lot of like, I do know a lot about Christianity, and I'm pretty much open to just about anything. So I understand where you come from with Christianity. I just don't particularly believe in it exclusively. I just don't consider myself religious at all. Yeah, same. Okay, well, that'll lead us into the next question. The, the, the main question for today's video is, do you believe it's okay to have sex before marriage? As long as it's someone that you're completely comfortable with yeah. and that you are as, both giving full consent to it. I was it. about to say, as long as it's consensual and, like, everybody is on terms with it, then yes, it's fine. I mean, it's your decision, so yeah. you, as long as you're not doing it with somebody that you're going to deeply regret doing it with. I feel like it's good to find out if you're compatible with somebody in that way before you make such a permanent bond with them. So you do believe that it is a, a pretty significant thing, yeah. a, a permanent yeah. bond? Yeah. It's pretty important yeah. to be like emotionally like stable and connected with that person or else it can like it can hurt you emotionally. Like I know a lot of people who've been hurt like emotionally just from not being comfortable with the person that they're with and it can ruin like the aspect of their sex life for them. If you do end up finding somebody that's like the love of your life and you want to marry them and they're not okay with you having been with past partners, I think that can put a strain on things. So how would you feel if you met someone and they said, virginity is just something that is important to me. I've tried to save myself. It's tough for me to hear that you've been with other people. Would you be like, oh, I understand that? Or would you feel like they're kind of being judgmental? I would understand. That's something that's completely up to everybody. And if it would bother my partner, I'd be completely understanding of that. So I'm going to start off with this question. Okay, so that was a group of people who did not identify as Christian, bringing up good points. And I think it was kind of funny that Paul was like, so what would you say if you had a partner who was uncomfortable with you having had sex before because they tried to save themselves? I don't agree with them asking this question to strangers and, and talking about this particular topic in this way. Um, but I feel like in general, that's kind of a, a fair question of like, oh, well, if you're okay with having sex with other people before marriage, how would you feel if you had a partner who was saving themselves and felt uncomfortable with the fact that you'd been with other people? But because it's coming from Paul being the one who, when he and Morgan got married, he was a virgin, she was not, and they make so much of their content about the fact that she was not a virgin when they got married. I'm like, Paul, give it a rest. Leave Morgan alone. Give that poor girl a break. You don't have to keep bringing this up. Our YouTube channel is a Christian channel. Do you consider yourself a Christian? Yes. All right. Let's, she said that confidently. So our hot topic question for today is, how do you feel about sex before marriage? Um, I really don't have an opinion on that. I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. Do you know what the Bible says about it? 
No. As someone who says you're a Christian, do you do you feel like it's important to you what the Bible says about sex before marriage or not so much? It, it depends. I feel like certain people it depends. Because some people don't believe in the Bible, so it depends. I know my family is Jewish and Muslim, so they don't believe in the Bible, so that's why it really just depends. How do you feel about the Bible? Um, I feel like it's reading it as a kid is reasonable. It taught us a lot of stuff now as adults. As an adult, do you feel like you want to obey what the Bible says or are you kind of spotty on it? Probably kind of spotty on it. Why is that? I don't agree with some things in the Bible, but I agree with most things. How do you feel about the things Jesus said? Um, they're important. Here's one thing that he said that's kind of challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said not only is like committing adultery a sin, but he said if you even look at someone to lust after them, you've committed adultery in your heart. Mm-hmm. And then you go on in other places in the Bible, it says that sex outside of marriage, any type of sexual immorality is a sin. Yeah. Do you feel like that's a part of the Bible you don't necessarily believe? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't believe it's a sin. I really don't. Why not? It's just an attraction between two people. In the Bible, it may say that it's a sin before marriage, but you can't handle the attraction between you and another. So the stronger the attraction, you're going to want to have sex with them. The Bible says it's a sin, but they might not think it's a sin. I don't think it's a sin. I think it's reasonable. So even Jesus' words on the topic, you feel like Jesus is kind of off on that? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Oh, hey, she said it, not me. Big man upstairs, you didn't hear that from me. Well, hey, anything else you want to say on that? No. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you. So first question. Okay, I do have some thoughts on uh, calling the words of Jesus spotty as someone who is a Christian and very much into studying not only the Bible, but a lot of historical context around the Bible. Um, I, I wouldn't say that personally, but if that's how she feels that she's she is free to feel that way but I do think it's interesting that Paul used that verse about uh Jesus talking about adultery you know if you uh, look at a woman with lust you've already committed adultery in your heart because I am not a historian like this is just my understanding of what I have read and my knowledge like this is this is my take on things you don't have to take this as a fact but there's more to that verse that I do think is funny. Like, we'll get to it. I'll, I'll share the full verse and tell you why it makes me chuckle a little bit that Paul chose to use that verse. A lot of discussion about sex in the Bible, in my opinion, relates more so to sex outside of your existing marriage. Because in the time that the Bible was written, polygamy was pretty normal. There are plenty of people in the Bible who had multiple wives and the part of establishing the Christian church after Jesus came to earth and was crucified was setting up a new norm for how people who believed in God and people who believed that Jesus was the Messiah, how they were supposed to behave. And part of this new norm was that when people entered into a marriage, it was meant to be monogamous. The two of you, it was not meant like you were not supposed to cheat on your spouse. You were not supposed to engage in polygamy. And so a lot of verses talk about sex outside of marriage as opposed to sex before marriage because 
you know, women in that time were getting married very young anyway. So in my opinion, that wasn't necessarily the focus. It was once you are married as a, as a couple, as a husband or a wife, how are you supposed to conduct yourself? And we do see that sex outside of marriage, as in people had been married and how they were conducting themselves was an issue because Paul writes letters about it. Paul writes a letter to the church in Corinth talking about how people who are in relationships are cheating on their spouses and they're engaging in things that are not okay because they are a betrayal to their marriage vows. So, you know, that's just kind of an interesting piece of historical context to consider. You can take it or you can leave it. But the verse specifically that Paul references makes me laugh because here's what it says in its entirety. So this is Matthew chapter 5 verses 27 through 30 and it says you have heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. And let's just even even stopping it right there. They Paul and Morgan are asking what these people think about sex before marriage. Adultery is when you have sexual relations with someone who is not your spouse like literally just the literal definition if you if you google the literal definition of adultery it's voluntary sexual intercourse between a married person and a person who is not his or her spouse so this is literally about someone who is in a marriage having voluntary intercourse with someone outside of that marriage. So that's not about sex before marriage. That is about how you are behaving and the things that you are doing after you are married. So just that in itself is something worth noting because words mean things like words have definitions and we use them the way we use them because of the implications of the language. So there's that, but let's take it even further because that's just like the, the Oxford's dictionary definition of adultery. That's what we would use to define adultery in today's day and age. According to Easton's Bible Dictionary, the simple meaning of adultery is marital infidelity. An adulterer was a man who had illicit intercourse with a married or betrothed woman, and such a woman was an adulteress. Intercourse between a married man and an unmarried woman was fornication. Adultery was regarded as a great social wrong as well as a great sin. So, so many components of that definition from Easton's Bible Dictionary relate to people who are already married. Again, just something to consider, something to keep in your brain, just store it away for later. I, I don't know, do whatever you want with that information. But the rest of that passage that Paul in this video was referring to says, but I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. I just think it's funny because in so many cases, Paul and Morgan talk about modesty and how it's so important for women to do their part not to cause their brothers in Christ to stumble. But Jesus says, like, if you're lusting after somebody, if you're looking at them and thinking about them in an inappropriate way, that's on you. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Like it's it's just funny that in this particular verse, at least, Jesus does put responsibility on the person who is looking at the other person and, and potentially lusting after them or feeling things for them that might not be appropriate. 
it's it's their responsibility to check themselves as opposed to the other party's responsibility to stop that person from lusting after them. Anyway, back to the video. Morgan is uh, picking up on the mic here. She's interviewing these next two young ladies. Do you guys um, claim to be Christians? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. All right, so our question for today, it's kind of a hot topic question, but how do you guys feel about sex before marriage? Good, bad, right, wrong? I think that, like, I understand why people do, and, like, it's something that if I would back, I would change, and I would do it. I would save myself. Okay. Yeah. I think that, like, definitely, like, if you feel like you're in a position that, like, you are going to marry that person, like... Mm -hmm. I feel like that it would be better that way, you know, like if, you know, you can really picture yourself, but I also I would go back and change if yeah. I could. And I like, think it's like one of those just like, even just like biblical things that like God put us here so to share that with one person, so. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I agree with that. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So as far as like the Bible goes, do you guys know what the Bible says about sex before marriage? I mean, like roughly overall, I couldn't tell you word for yeah, word. Yeah, Morgan, if you are going to agree to do this, or if you're going to not put up too much of a fight about doing this, you need to put the mic closer to their mouths because they are so quiet. Get in there. Like, over, right. like I know the basic idea of it. Yeah, yes. I thought I was going to say, too. The basics, yeah. not, like, exactly word for word what it says. Yeah, or... yeah. So the basics, in my thought when you guys say that, is that Jesus, that the Bible, God says that saving sex for marriage is a beautiful thing. Yeah. But you guys kind of shared that maybe you all didn't save sex for marriage. Mm -hmm, yeah. Well, I just want to say, me neither. <laughs> but I got married to this guy, and he was 26 and still hadn't even kissed a girl. So I want to just throw that out there. <laughs> Yes, King Paul. <laughs> um, but I just want to say that, like, you know, I turned to the Lord. I repented for what I had done with my ex-boyfriend. And, like, I just knew because of his grace and his love for us that he'd wash me white as snow. And same for you guys. Yeah, so don't agree. you dare think that. Wholeheartedly, I yeah. agree. Good, good. All right. Well, hopefully, when you guys find your husbands, you guys Unless will. You guys are already married. Please be. Oh no! <laughs> no, absolutely not. Maybe after this video. That's right. That's right. Comment your Instagram handles below, ladies. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much thank for answering. You. Thank you. Do you consider yourself? Okay. So if you weren't watching and you were just listening and you couldn't really hear what Paul had said, he mentioned when Morgan said that he was 26 and had never kissed a girl he was like well not on the lips just on the forehead and then when Morgan was talking about um you know when they find the person that they are going to marry Paul interjects and says unless you guys are already married and they are like no no not married yet and he goes well maybe after this video so like that's just the comments that he interjected and they put captions on the screen but again if you're just listening to this you might not have heard it um, those girls look so young. They do not need to be worried about getting married right now. A Christian. I'm actually Catholic, so yeah. So then our hot topic question of the day is, how do you feel about sex before marriage? I have two kids and I'm not wed, but I proposed to her and uh, she said yes, so in the eyes of God, I am married. Okay. Man, that, that one threw me for a little bit of a curveball. Do you plan on getting married in the eyes of the the yeah. state? Uh, actually, the plan is yes, uh, because I want to join the military and I want to keep my family whole. And the military military doesn't allow uh, non-wed people in it. If you were giving advice to your younger self at, mm -hmm. say, 20 years old, and, I, and I'm, I'm not acting like I know, you mm -hmm. know, your, your sexual past, but would you say wait to have sex until you get married or no? Uh, well, I was real eager. I lost it. I lost my virginity at uh, uh, 17. 
So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it happened, right? And it was just like, eh, you know, like, I mean, it's good and all, you know, it's like human nature and stuff, but I, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't wait, honestly. Really? Uh, yeah. But uh, I would definitely turn some down. <laughs> okay, so you turn some down. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, how about this? Let me ask you, as a Catholic, mm. do you know what the Bible says about <laughs> sex before marriage? You're not supposed to. I know that much. I don't know exactly word for word, but I know you're not supposed to. Does that impact your your thoughts on it? Because uh, I, I feel like I heard you just say that you, you'd be chill about it as mm. a younger man. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd still be chill about it. I mean, he forgives you. You know, like he, he put us here to make mistakes. He uh, he forgives us for our mistakes as long as we own up to it and we actually forgive within our heart. We can't just say I'm sorry and then everything be okay, you know, and, and not feel bad about it, not feel no remorse, not feel guilty, not, you know, not feel those bad feelings about it. You have to feel those bad feelings in order for God to actually truly forgive you. So, no, that, that's interesting to hear you say that. The Bible says that sexual immorality, which would include any forms of uh, sexual activity outside of marriage is a sin and it also says just kind of based off of what you just said that if we continue to willfully sin or sin knowing that's that it's a sin that's not a good look before God like he he comes down very hard on that mm -hmm. so you're saying that you you feel like yeah you would need to uh, ask for forgiveness mm -hmm. but I still feel like I'm getting a little bit of contradicting stuff from you because I still hear you saying uh, I'm okay with it because we're gonna make mistakes and it actually was fine. He, he died for our mistakes. The bigger things is what I would change. What I do in my own personal behind closed doors, nobody, nobody cares. Uh, I mean, the Lord cares, but uh, we as humans, nobody else cares. Let me shift directions a little bit. If you were to die tonight, do you know where you would spend eternity? Oh my God. Um, either in limbo or uh, if the Lord believes that I'm truly repentive, then uh, maybe, maybe heaven, uh, purgatory uh, more than likely. So if, if you were to die and you were to stand before God tonight uh, and he were to say, why should I let you into heaven, what would your answer be? Um, I tried. I'm sorry for what I am sorry for, and you know what I'm sorry for because I've already asked for your forgiveness. So you are admitting that you've, you've done some things because of our sin when we go and stand before a holy God. Our sin would condemn us. It would condemn myself for the sins that I've committed. It would condemn my wife. It would condemn you. The amazing thing is we don't have to be condemned. Do you know why we don't have to be condemned? Why? You don't know? Mm. We don't have to be condemned because God sent his son down, perfect, blameless son, living a perfect life, and then he died and took our punishment. So legally, because he did that, we get to believe in him, repent like you said, mm. turn from our sins, and believe in the one and only spotless lamb, the sacrificial lamb. So you have a chance to do that, but that is your only way to get out of condemnation. And ultimately, as you know, the Bible talks about hell. Mm -hmm. um, that's your only way to escape hell is through Jesus, not your own works. Even if you were to clean up your, your life and say, I'm going to be perfect from here on out, which no one's perfect from here on out. Even if you were to do that, the Bible. This is so uncomfortable. Like, I thought Paul, that would, Paul would be softer in his approach and the things that he says regarding this topic because he's talking to people face to face. And I think he is like a little bit, he's, he's a little bit softer, but he's telling this guy to like clean up his life. You don't, this is a stranger that you met at a mall probably two minutes ago and you asked him to be on camera with you. And now you are sitting here being like, well, if you change your life, God will save you. You don't know what his life looks like. And I don't know. This is an interesting thing. I've, 
not done a lot of research into Catholicism, so I'm not well versed in what Catholics believe regarding this, um, like the engagement thing where he said, like, we're engaged, so in the eyes of God, we're married. I would be really interested to hear um, just more about that because I've, I've never heard of that concept before. So I think that that's really interesting. But this guy is engaged. He's He has two kids and seems that he's you know, in their lives or has primary custody and he wants to get married so he can keep his family together because he wants to enter the military. And Paul is sitting here being like, well, if you change your life, then you don't have to go to hell. Oh my gosh. And also, I think it's such a setup to be like, if you died tonight, do you know, like, where you would go if God asked you, why should I let you into heaven? Do you know what you would say? Because the reality of it is, like, it... it's what Paul eventually gets to is that as Christians, we believe that we are not saved by the things that we do or don't do on this earth. We are saved because Jesus came to earth and died for our sins so that we could go to heaven. And so to set somebody up and be like, well, what would you say if you died and God asked why he should let you into heaven? There is no I answer. It's It's a Jesus answer. And I don't don't know. I don't like this. I'm getting very uncomfortable. So far, I feel like it's been tolerable. And part of that, I think, is because um, when they were talking or when Paul was talking to the group of girls, it's because they were girls and women that he was talking to. And the first set of guys he spoke to were kind of on the same page as him. And uh, they maybe looked a little bit different. They looked... And presented themselves in a way that maybe Paul identified with more than this particular man. And so now Paul's going in on this guy because he has his own opinion. And he maybe is presenting himself in a way that Paul doesn't identify with. And he's saying like, well, I mean, I cracked up when he's like, I would would have turned some down if I could go back to my 20-year-old self. That made me laugh. I'm sorry. Um, But he's saying like, well... You know, I I have two kids, I have a fiance, I'm engaged, and, you know, we're here to make mistakes. As somebody who tends to be very cynical, when he says no one should care what I do behind closed doors, my mind starts to go to a lot of places where I'm like, no, I would care about certain things that people do behind closed doors, depending on what those things are. But in general, he and Paul just have a different outlook on things. And so I feel like Paul keeps pushing at him, and it's making me particularly very uncomfortable. Paul says, our righteousness is filthy rags compared to the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. So you need Jesus. Let me just encourage you as we uh, close up, the Bible is the roadmap that ultimately teaches us and shows us who God is and the type of life that he wants from us. Like there are commands that he says for us to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would encourage you, get in that because as you know, life is stinking hard. Yeah. And it, man, it hits us when we least expect it. But uh, God wants us to turn to him and find life in him because that is ultimately... Uh, where we can find true life in, in eternity. Yeah, thanks, sir. Appreciate okay. you. Thanks for talking. First question, we make Christian content. So the first question is just, are you guys Christian? No. no. Okay? Yeah. No. All right. So our question that we're asking people is kind of a hot topic question. How do you guys feel about sex before marriage? Um, <laughs> I feel like it's nobody's business. Do you feel like there is any downsides of having sex before marriage? I mean, yeah, I feel like, um, you know, sometimes you can get emotionally attached when that happens. Yeah. and. You never know what can happen unless, you know, you're already married. 
I think everybody's different. Yeah, everybody's everybody, different, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, everybody loves different, I think, too. Right, yeah. One other question. <laughs> this guy's asking all the questions now. <laughs> if you were to meet a guy. If you were to meet a guy who had had sex with 50 other women, how would that make you feel? I think it really just depends on who he is. Uh-huh. Like, you know, if he's a good person and he's that's like his past or whatever, then I don't think that that should really affect anything. Um, but I, I think it just all depends on the person. Yeah. Simple woman over here. Yes. I <laughs> like it. All right. Well, very. If Paul has all these questions that he wants to ask because he was prompting Morgan, like he was trying to ask, and then. Morgan ended up asking the question after a cut, so it seems like he told her, like, ask them this, how would you feel if a guy you were interested in or a guy you were dating had had sex with 50 other women? If Paul had all these questions that he wanted to ask, he should have been the one in front of the camera this entire time, and Morgan should have been the one filming because she was literally posting on Instagram about how uncomfortable she was before they went to do this because it's not in her nature. It's not something that she would naturally choose to do. She's doing it seemingly because Paul wants to do it. Paul thought this would be a good video. So she's going along with it and she's doing it, but he should expect that she's not going to be sitting here prodding and poking and like, what do you think about this? Well, what about this scenario? How would you feel if this happened? She's just going to ask the basic questions and be like, okay, thanks. Like, (laughs) What else would you expect? She's obviously uncomfortable doing this activity. Paul should have been the one in front of the camera the whole time. And she should have filmed. Yeah, guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Morgan, let's do a little debrief. First off, I think Morgan and I were both more nervous about approaching people than either of us anticipated. Were you? We literally, like, walked into the mall and just kind of, like, stood there awkwardly in the, like, walking way for, like, 10 minutes. You guys, if you've never done that, like, it's just, it's that feeling of, oh, am I going to interrupt someone's day? Right. But... Once we started, honestly, the very first one that we got that agreed to come on the show. <laughs> we did get some plenty of no's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but as soon as the, the yeses started coming, like the first one, once we started talking and interviewing them, we, we turned it on. Turn it, it, it felt very natural, <laughs> like we're talking to friends. Praise the Lord. Seriously, because I, I didn't know how this was going to go. Yeah, guys, it was scary, but fun. <laughs> yes. On a spiritual note, Morgan was just saying... It's just so interesting how almost everyone says they're a Christian, but that doesn't necessarily mean much when you start probing. You know, what is a Christian? And then it's like, oh, wow, they got all kinds of ideas of what a Christian is. Yeah, it would be interesting to, like, add a question to you say you're a Christian. What does being a Christian mean to you? Um, Because I think not almost everyone says they're a Christian. They had the two guys who, you know, I guess would both consider themselves Christians. They had that group of five or six girls who all said that they weren't they had the one individual girl who said she was and then the two other girls who were interviewed together who said they were there was a guy who said he was catholic and then the last one was a a girl who was not a christian and a girl who was that's not like almost everybody said they were christian that was a few of the people that you interviewed said they were, and they had different viewpoints than you. But not everybody says they're a Christian. For As we're seeing, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And so to hear people say, yeah, I'm a Christian, but then say, like, eh, Jesus' words don't matter, it's like... That was wild. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Very interesting answers, you guys. I really am enjoying getting to just hear people 
speak and share their thoughts. I really liked your interview with the two girls who were really like open and saying we were just talking about this. We're wanting to kind of shout out to Kayla and Caroline. You girls rock. Yeah, I'm excited for more of these videos. Guys, comment below. Let us know what your favorite or most interesting back and forth was from today's video and just your overall reactions from this video. Do you enjoy this new style of content? Are you pumped for more videos? If you are, give it a thumbs up. Let's see how many thumbs up we can get on this one. Morgan. I can't believe we did it. We're, we're partying tonight. It's a celebration night. But in all uh, <laughs> realness, like Lord... Please bless those conversations, bless the seeds that were planted, and let there be good fruit that comes from this. All right, guys, share this video with your friends. We'll catch you again very soon. Have hope. And be free. Um, to the right. We're about to talk to strangers. Guys, I'm going to poop my pants. <laughs> oh, no. Y'all, we made it through that video. I am so proud of us that we got through to the end. We stuck it out. And I think there were some really interesting talking points. I'm feeling a little bit bummed out because I went to look at their comment section after the video ended. And there were a lot of people who were like, I love this. You did great. Please do more of these. And I'm just like, oh, no, I don't know how many more of these I can take. I'm not sure. But based on their track record, when they get positive reinforcement for something, when people are commenting, being like, we liked this. Let's talk about this more. They don't do it, but we'll just have to see if they do any more of them. They did do um, a community tab post where they talked about how this was going to be a new series. So I I'm assuming logically that we will see some more of their videos asking strangers questions about theology. I, I Like I said, I generally don't enjoy these types of videos. They make me feel very uncomfortable for the people who are potentially put in uncomfortable situations. And yes, they did agree to be on camera and talk to Paul and Morgan, but you still get a little bit blindsided when you're asked that specific question. So anyway, if they do decide to do more of these, I would hope that they would pick some more interesting questions to ask. It's like, this is the stereotypical Christian influencer question this and like how do you feel about being modest how many different videos can people make about modesty and sex before marriage before we understand that there are more pressing topics in the world of christianity i don't know I, I, the limit does not exist apparently but if they do decide to do more of these i hope that they think outside of the box and pick some more uh dynamic questions that are really a matter of debate because it seems like when they ask a question like this and we know how Paul and Morgan feel and we know that there are certain verses that they're going to cherry pick to back up how they feel it's more so like oh you agree with us that's great or you disagree with us you're wrong here's why because here's what the bible says I would hope that they would pick ones where there's more room for debate where it's more so something that they can be open to hearing other people's perspectives and they can engage in a, in a sort of back and forth instead of just like, oh, do you know what the Bible says? Because here's what it says and here's why you're wrong. That doesn't really leave a lot of room for people to actually have a conversation about something. It's just people who disagree with you being shut down because they have a different perspective. So that's what I would like to see if they keep doing these videos. But that's, of course, just my opinion. 
Let me know what you thought of this video in the comment section down below. And if you are listening to this on Spotify, you can of course utilize the Q&A section to let me know what you thought. And while you're doing that, if you would consider liking this video and subscribing to my channel, or leaving a rating and review if you're listening to the podcast, that would be incredible. And if you have done any of those things already, thank you so much. I am so appreciative of you and I love being able to just sit here, hang out with you and talk about whatever. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Please be kind to people and I will see you in the next one. Bye.